What's up, y'all? Fresh, fresh with it. Um, on to PA all day. The first episode of my podcast, man. Listen, it's been a lot going on, and we're gonna talk about it. Um, we get to a lot of things. First things first. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, the topic, big topic. You know what I'm saying? So. We can go all in on that. We can go all in on the Ben Simmons thing. There's a lot of scenarios, a lot of things you can do with the Ben Simmons situation. All right, we're here. Um, let's jump into it. The first Ben Simmons scenario. It's an absolute big hit. I'm not going to talk about Eagles until we get to Lord Brunson. I'm going to try to get Lord Brunson on the show. I got call in. He's one of those smart guys I really admire. And um, we're going to get him on here. Um, but we do know the Devontae Smith situation and, and, and how the hate is kind of going. And when I get him on here, we'll get that going. But right now, it's the Sixers. And I'm a little tired of Ben Simmons. I ain't going to lie. I love Ben Simmons. One of my favorite players. But for this team to go to the next level, we don't have – it's just not enough for him to be absent. It's too much expected of him. It's too much expected of him. Even if somebody would have stepped up and we won the championship, it's too much expected of him. He has to score the basketball at least the way he can. He's afraid to get fouled. It was it, it was evident. He didn't want to post nobody up. He didn't want to take nobody to the hole. He didn't even want to be under the basket. Like, it was crazy. I was confused. I mean, it was just, un- it was probably one of the most mouth-dropping sports things I've ever seen. You know this guy has all the potential in the world. And he has to be listening too much and then getting locked in. And then also, there's nobody... There's nobody making him be that player. You dig what I'm saying? Nobody's making him be that player. I mean, you got to make him be it or he's gone. You got to give him his ultimatum. That has to be. I think that's because I'm hearing that he's baby. I believe all this shit. I believe it all. Excuse me, y'all. I believe it all. Even though he's one of my favorite players, I mean... People have millions of dollars. They have agents. I mean, he was one of the next generational stars, and rightfully so. Look at his talent, but he's not scoring. He's not doing what he's supposed to do is a score. You ever thought you'd say that? Like a guy that's his superstar potential just won't score. You know how people want to score. You know when you're on the basketball court and you on, you know, and, and, and when you get picked to play with a team, you want to score. That's your thing. You never thought that would be the problem, but it is. A guy that was averaging a double-double on 2010, you know, five assists. That was it. So, he coming to the league. He's done great things. Triple Dutt has great games. He's had great games against LeBron. He's had good games against a lot of players. But in the clutch, when you need him, where is that at? See, the clutch gene is all that's going on here. He can have a whole 82-game season and just look good and have some bad games and then look good and look good and look good and have big games. But in the playoffs, you know, you got to turn that gene on. That same gene that you had and all the big games you had in the season, they need that now. And that's just bottom line. Like, it's not even hard. 
They talk about free throws. Listen, you got to score. To me, okay, we know that, but it's been thousands. It's been a lot of greats. It's Hall of Famers in the top 50 that couldn't shoot free throws. Score on the floor. Drive. You're 6'10". Post up. You're going to have to show all that. Like, we're talking about shooting and all that, right? But if he's not even driving to the hole or posting nobody up, how about that one? Everybody's talking, he needs to shoot. What about what he what he can do? He's not doing it. And like I say, that's the main thing. So I was coming up with trades like, you know, I always talk about Jalen Green and you look at the mock drafts. To me, he should be number one with Detroit having the number one pick in the draft. With Detroit having the number one pick in the draft and where they're at, why would you get another point guard just because Kay Cunningham was the number one prospect on so many people's boards? It's about three. It's about, identically, it's about five to maybe six guys that can really be a number one overall pick. And I'm thinking down from Jalen Green, even Mobley, and uh, f- for one, Jalen Green, even Mobley, and uh, Kay Cunningham are for sure for sure, any any of them number one pick is rightfully so. But then you got Jalen Suggs, who has proven that he's a number one overall guy. So those four are locked into me. But Kaminga, Kaminga is the type of player that can. Yeah, you know, he just didn't show as much as Jalen Green did. First, Kaminga was the guy that was showing everything. Then it was Jalen Green. He just took over. He was just the the more polarizing talent. You know, explosive shooting, everything Jalen Green did solidified that he could be a number one overall pick. Like, I don't even get what people see. Once they're stuck on something, that's it. Like, they say LaMelo Ball was number one, but clearly Anthony Edwards could be number one. Clearly, James Wiseman could have been number one, like Ball. Like, that was crazy. How oh, any other draft? Are you crazy? But anyway, um, other guys, Scotty Barnes is really, really showing a lot. Like, he's really doing it. And and he's just gotten better as a player. Um, and, and that's where I go with it. Those six guys, um, the other guys that, if he would have played longer, Jalen Johnson would have been considered a number one overall pick. Uh, I believe if Terrence Clark would have been alive and he got in that combine, he would have been a top 10 to top 20 guy. He would have definitely been lottery. I just think out of that combine, I'm looking at Josh Christopher and Quentin Grimes, and, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you put Terrence Clark on the floor with these guys, he's been there before, he would have had the best combine, period. Like, I'm seeing guys have uh, 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 the Dwayne Washington Jr., Matt McGlunn, the Scottie Pippen, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, listen, if, if he was alive, he would have ate that combine up. So, you know, I, I just I see Dawson Garcia. I saw a lot of good combines, and I just seen, and you ain't see B.J. Boston in there. B.J. Boston would have had a hell of a combine. I just feel like these guys are guys that you can pick and they're going to be guys that Christopher and Boston are going to make a lot of people happy. But anyway, uh, Philadelphia 76 if the, 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 the Golden State Warriors, I'm going to tell you what I said in a minute, but the Golden State Warriors are already talking to the Sixers and people are saying the Sixers want two first-round picks and the Warriors have the 7th and the 14th pick. 
and, and, and easily, I would take it. Because I'm all sell Ben Simmons right now. And if I either you, you take the 7 and the 14 and you move up and you get Jalen Green, okay? You move up and you get Jalen See if you can get Jalen Green with them two picks and who else going to get Paul Reed? I mean, what? Who they want? Seth, I wouldn't give up Seth. I just wouldn't give Seth up. You don't get shooters like that. You just don't. Give Shake Milton... Paul Reed, what they want, Isaiah Joe, he can go. If you can get Jalen Green, Isaiah Joe can go. It's over with. Out of here. If that's what they want, then yes, we get Jalen Green, we bring him in, and you play him with Tyrese Maxey. And and you see and I was already like a trade for Ben Simmons, Matisse Stiebel, Shake Milton, and your and your twenty eighth pick, and your second round pick, if you can trade up and get Jalen Green. Because I just get their draft picks. I just get Detroit's, you know, and then we we, we out of here. Get both of their draft picks and we out of here. That's it. They get everything else. We get both their draft picks. We, we get a, a second round and, and a number one overall pick, their highest second round pick, and, you know what I mean, and, and number one overall pick. You know, in case a trade happens where they get another more picks, I'm just saying at least out of anything, get their highest picks. And you know, for sure, the Jalen Green pick is number one, the number one pick. And it'd be like having two two first round picks anyway. How high their their draft picks is. So you're looking at that. You're looking at Jalen B, Tobias Harris, bringing back Danny Green, bringing back Seth Curry, getting Tyrese Maxey and Jalen Green. That would be exciting to have, knowing that Jalen B is that guy. Tobias has become a dependable scorer. Danny Green's a guy, and Seth Curry's a guy. You have him backing up Jalen Green. You got Tyrese Maxey. You can bring back George Hill. You know, I mean, I know he's here. I mean, keep keep George Hill in the loop. And you know, I think that's this is it's a great move. Now, if we're talking about the Golden State Warriors, there's also a pick to where if you get the seven and fourteenth pick, you can go ahead with the seventh pick. Grab you Jalen Johnson with the seventh pick. Okay, say you make the pick and get two of them right. You grab you Jalen Johnson with the seventh pick. All right. Then you take the 14th pick, trade down. And you would get the next picks. You would trade 14 down to get the 19th and the 21st. Put the Knicks in the lottery. This can go for anybody like Sharif uh, Cooper. Get them a point guard. They would love to move up and get anybody from the Jared Butlers to the Davian Mitchells. There's, there's so many guys they can get up there. So, be a win-win for both sides. And Philly can step down to get Josh Christopher and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. You look for those guys. Or Trey Murphy, a guy they was looking at. You know, if Jeremiah, I say Jeremiah Robinson Earl is better than Trey Murphy. I mean, everything Trey Murphy is doing Jeremiah Robinson Earl is better at, you know. I mean, he's just, uh, he has more, um, he's a junior, so of course he has more experience. And Jeremiah Robinson Earl, of course, was better at an early time. You know, he's just more of an all-around player, so more size. I mean, you get a guy like that. I'm not saying Trey Murphy can't be an all-star because he definitely can shoot the rock, but he's a shooter. Looking at a guy that's kind of in the mold of a Robert Ory, 
in a way. A guy that's long can shoot, but Robert Earl could do so many things great, so polished. You get a guy like that, you're looking for a future starter. Um, you already have Paul Reed there. There's two good forwards we can have well, grow with each other. You know, um, then Josh Christopher, what that does is that gives you a shooting guard of the future regardless. You let Seth Curry start, you let Christopher come off the bench, and, and there you have it. You got an explosive guy. You let Maxie be your point guard, and you let whoever be your, 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 your backup shooting guard, backup point guard, get you a, a vet. Like, it's always going to get you a good vet in those spots like that. So if you get Hill, that's even better. You bring back George Hill to a team he was playing with. You you, you have him here, and, and that's even better. Then you go and you say Jalen Johnson. You can plug him right in. Plug Jalen Johnson right in your start lineup. I guarantee you, with Tobias Harris and Joel and B, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that's a team. Like, seriously. And the Philly has done nothing on, on, on getting those two first lottery picks. If they have done nothing, and then you look at the second round, And what Philadelphia can do in the second round, you know, that one pick, you can go after somebody. And you can get somebody good in those second rounds. Looking at the second round, there's so many guys that could fall. And, and, and just looking at projected draft, like, it's this very big possibility A.O. DeSumner could be in the second round. It's a big possibility. You know, I don't feel like it'll happen, but Sharif Cooper, it's a big possibility. When guys like that are not in the lottery, they could fall. Zaire Williams. Quentin Grimes is another good player. Aaron Henry, a good scorer. Can play two ways. Charles Bassey, such an underrated prospect. If Philadelphia can get another backup young person that can play in the back with MB, that'd be even better. And me is quick to, from Utah State. I mean, it's a big guy. I mean, we'll just see. You need somebody back there you can groom. That uh, Trey Mann is a guy that they've been looking at. That's, maybe he falls to that point. Philly's at number 50. So they're at number 50. There are a lot of guys they can get. I mean, this is just such a deep draft. This is a lot of guys who will tend to stay in the draft. You got Kofi Cockburn. You'll get, you'll get a lot of big men in, in the second round if, if they're looking for a, a, a intriguing big man. There's a possibility Brandon Boston could fall near their level. Philly's going to snatch him with open arms. Like, there's going to be some real good. Greg Brown, another guy. Who could definitely slip over there? Luke Garza could slip to a Philly. He's a big guy. Can shoot, maybe they, but you, they need a defender, a strong person there. So this is a little different if, if we're looking at if we're looking at exact prospects and players. DJ Stewart's another good player. I mean, it's just it's just a handful of guys that can play 
that can play. So so Philly Philly really in this draft, they can't if they get multiple picks, they're in another stratosphere, they're in another level right now. So but we also gotta say this, Ben Simmons probably ain't going nowhere, man. Nowhere. 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 It's just so crazy to look at Ben Simmons and, and I mean it, this is how it went and how the season went. It just looked like it should once again, this looked like it shouldn't have been like that, especially this time. Like LeBron was out, no more Kevin Durant. This was the time the Sixers were supposed to take it and roll with it and it didn't happen. And that, that that's what makes it even more hurtful because it was that time. It was that year. And they gotta figure it out now. This is it. I mean, if it ain't now then and it's a big it's, it's, it's an 80% possibility even, I can say that, that he stays because they're trying to see him stay. But they're 20% strong because if somebody gives up two first-round draft picks for Ben Simmons, if the Golden State Warriors, that, that's that's the team. That, that If you want to know the team, that's the team we're talking about. Now, if you get the Warriors, you're trading up to 28. You're getting Ben Simmons, the 28th pick. And you're trading up and you're getting a 7-14. That's just hella good. I mean, the other guys they can get, like Moses Moody. You get a shooting guard like that. And then you go to the 14th pick. And you can still trade down and and get Charles Christopher and, and Jeremiah Robinson early. I'm just saying, there, there are picks you can get. If you trade away Ben Simmons, if you think Josh Giddy is that person for you, which I wouldn't go for Josh Giddy. I wouldn't go for Keon Johnson. Um... The trading up was the big, the big play. I, I don't think there's no person to trade up for unless you're getting Jalen Green, K. Cunningham. Uh, I, I think those are the only two guys. And then even Mobley's a real good special player, man. But for Philadelphia, the only pick, and some people say get K. Cunningham. I mean. K wouldn't be bad. K would not be a bad pick for Philadelphia right now. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I, I just know who I like, and I think it's the best pick because we already got Maxi. But Maxi can play off the now. He can play off the ball differently. Killian Hayes can't play, and Maxi can play off the ball. You put K Cunningham at point guard, and and, and that's a, a a very good team. But Mobley, no, not for the Sixers. Suggs, no, that's not. Uh, don't, don't, don't poke me in the head with that one. Like, Suggs is a good player. Suggs is a very good player, man. But uh, I want to be completely honest with you. And. Suggs and Maxi, I mean, wow. That's a good player, though. You just, you, you really can't. Only reason I knock it because K. Cunningham is six eight, and we still get that. And that's the only difference because Suggs is just as good as Cunningham, you know. But Cunningham is so, 
he has, he is so big, and he's he's physically imposing, and he can still create for other people. And I think him at point guard is an unbelievable mismatch. For, for we keep that same Ben Simmons mismatch, and that's why I rock with that. Not Scotty Barnes, not Kaminga. No, no, we don't trade it. On. The only guys I would look to trade up for would be Green or Cunningham, and that is it. That is the only players I look to trade up for. I um. Talking and talking more about uh, just, just a couple of standout players. Penn State football, Drew Alar, uh Malik McLeal, uh, Cotton Sanders, Tyler Johnson. I don't know, there's just so many guys on this squad. Ken Tiley, Anthony Ivey, I mean, just so many good players. I just like the way, see... It's a difference when you're getting guys that's completely ranked up there to the point where these guys are good, and then you know you're... Another thing is, you got to look at... Some people can develop talent better than others, so they don't... They just want to get a talented player. They look at a couple of of skill sets, and they get them guys, and they make them NFL prospects. Like, some guys got to have that on the field to even achieve something. That's just not... Coaching staff gets talent, gets potential, and, and, and then... If you know a coaching staff, you say, oh, wait till he get to Penn State. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They did that to so many prospects that ended up in the combine and just turned heads. Came to the NFL, turned heads. So I'm, I'm just looking at it, and uh, Penn State had a real bad year last year. It's not going to happen twice in a row. I didn't expect it this time. I put money on it. That's something, that's something you know, I don't bet. That's why I wouldn't put money on something. I might put a cheesesteak or a hoagie on it. Or a bushel of crabs or something, but no, man, I'm I'm I don't bet. I'm not a bet. But I don't like playing with my money. But if you're gonna bet on anything, bet on that because he's gonna come back with fire. Venice and Penn State's gonna be one of the top ten teams in the nation. Got too much talent. That 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 pandemic really killed a lot of pro and college, and that was one of the teams that killed Penn State. You know, it really killed them. People uh, transferred. People. Went to the NFL. It was just no people didn't get no time. People got injured. I mean, it was, it was, just, it was bad. So whatever. Like, people can say what they want. Um, uh, Penn State basketball is different right now. Kanye Clary, yeah, got a good 2022 point guard, and he's trying to get AJ Brown there. We'll see what happens. AJ Brown's real big on him, so Penn State has a super high chance. We'll just see what happens. You know, who does who he choose to go to? Um, the uh, Jalen Darren situation. Um, Philadelphia prospect was going to Roman Catholic. Now to Mount Verde. As uh, thinking about reclassifying. I mean, he's a guy. He's a one and done. Or he's going straight from high school. They've already offered him a, a, a meal ticket, which is a million dollars, to go to the NBA G League. Um, but he's talking about reclassifying. Looks like Memphis could be Kentucky. Uh, I don't think Villanova's not in it. Uh, right. Um, Justice Williams didn't didn't go. Uh, commit there so those two guys they were after early um and that's what happens with nova jalen green was off early they, they didn't go at them hard between brian antoine and sky lewis they ended up just going to antoine so you know you got guys you like then you look at certain situations and i think that's what happens but um yeah looking real big penn state uh with seth lundy 
the Sam Sessions, you know, they got guys transferring over there, Greg Lee. Uh, you got Jeremiah Cornwall on their team. They're making things happen on Penn State. Now, Michael Shrewsbury, you got to give him a round of applause of how quick and fast. <clears throat> because Penn State right now is one of the um, – it's starting to pick up steam and recruiting. Like, just like that, as soon as the, the one coach got fired, all of a sudden Penn State picks up steam. So it's big. It's real big how uh, things are going Penn State right now. It's going to be a team to watch. Um so listen, y'all, I got, you know, I'm going to have more to talk about. I just want to get there about the, some sixes. Uh, we'll get uh, some football going soon here. Um, I had a guest, Lord Brunson, come through and bless it. And we'll talk Eagles, man. Eagles. All right, I'm going to have Keith Pompey on here, man, talking sixes next time, man. We got some guests. I'm just um, just getting getting it done, man. You know what it is. Um, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. I have exclusive interviews on Facebook. Now my exclusive one hundred ones. If you haven't saw them, you can hashtag capital E exclusive one on one, and you will see my um, one on ones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I uh, um, I'm gonna get to y'all, man. Until next time, this is PA, PA all day episode on the Follow Leader podcast. Follow Leader.